For a time, we tried to contact him by radio, but no response. Welcome to episode 10 of the Dumb Marks Podcast. Wow, 10 episodes in. Who would have thought? Double digits. I can't believe we're here already. Oh, and hitting you again this week, coming back at you for the third week in a row, we have the additional two Dumb Marks, Donald and Jason. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing today? Feeling good. Feeling good. Thank you for having us on again. No doubt. Third week in a row. It's like a full time job. (laughs) You're like you're like that that guy that you're dating, and he just comes over but never leaves. And then it's like, well, I guess we're you know we're in a relationship now. So I guess you guys are consistent members of the Dumb Marks podcast now. (laughs) Uh, So everybody, how was your week? Honestly, it's felt like Groundhog Week. Yeah, it's, it felt like the same day over and over again this week. So touche. Yeah, it's literally literally been Groundhog Day um, for everybody here across the country, no matter where you're at, for obvious reasons we won't get into because we're not a political podcast. Um, but I will say, no matter which side you're on, blue, red, independent, doesn't matter. Um, I think the real positive thing, and I hope that it trends forward is the total number of people that actually got out and participated in what should be in every person right absolutely the more people voice their opinion the better no doubt no doubt so um again we won't go deep dive into that because that's not what we do here on the dumb marks podcast we're here to bring you some interesting information in the rundown from everything from sports wrestling movies tv shows and that and uh in the intro just to go into a couple things here i saw for gaming fans and netflix netflix fans um netflix will be developing an assassin's creed live action series that'll be Thoughts? interesting i i've actually never watched the movies was that one, one, just one, or was it? It was one movie. Just was, one movie. It was bad. It was bad. It bad. <laughs> yeah, I didn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> yeah, I like the I like the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The games so are fun. I, like, I always like playing them, but yeah. I think a new one comes out next week. Is that a new one, or is it? The, I know they were remaking some of them before. It's, it's a new one. A new one. Okay. It's uh, Vikings this time around. Is that going to be for PS4? Or? It's going to be for everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Even the new systems coming out next week. She's already. Yeah. Yeah, so it's the I guess that'll be the big uh big divide then next week, right? PS five or Xbox. Um, depending on <laughs> who you are, I'm assuming. I'm not buying the system yet. It I hardly play my PS four as it is, so you know, until there's a need for me to buy it, I'm just sticking with the PS four for a bit. Everybody anybody else gonna pick them up next week or I'm gonna try. I'm, I'm going to try. There's no games that I really want for it right yet, so I can wait, but I'm going to try. <laughs> I usually wait until um, whenever they do like the next, like the slim model, it seems, mm-hmm. been the past few generations. Yeah. and So it goes down price a little bit, and they got maybe some bugs worked out of it, mm-hmm. so that's probably when I'll wait if I decide to get one. Yeah, I don't know. My, you know, my son's a huge gamer and, and is into the... He he just got a laptop um, 
PC gamer that he he's into now and all that. So he he hasn't even brought up you know wanting to get the the X. He's on Team Xbox. He hasn't even brought up getting the new Xbox. He's he's been content with doing his uh doing his gaming on the laptop there. So I don't even know. You know, if he's not going to get it, then there's, I'm not, I'm definitely not going to go out and, and get me. I have no idea what goes on. My cousin has a streaming service on Twitch and YouTube, um, Lobster Bit. If you guys are into that, feel free to check him out from his streams. But um, yeah, I don't, they get into it and they start talking and I'm just lost in space. So <laughs> it doesn't do anything for me. Um, another thing I saw, and this is, this is one of the bright spots that come out of COVID has been the versus battles. Okay. I don't know if you guys have paid attention to that for you music lovers out there. With um, you know, we thought Brandy and Monica might have been the the final one, but Timberland and Swiss Beats has blessed us with versus 2.0. <laughs> and uh, first the first matchup they announced was Ti and versus uh, Young Jeezy. So that one for you hip hop heads. Um, What's that gonna be? I, I'm not sure if they gave a date yet or not. I think it's sometime this month. Because they were pretty much coming out consistently every Friday or Saturday there for a bit, weren't they? Like every I, think, I think it was like each month, I think. It was each month. Of yeah, so the the one that I'm looking forward to, and this this one, I don't know when it's going to be, but Swiss Beats announced that Outcast versus A Tribe Called Quest will be one of the battles for Versus 2.0. So... Interesting. Huge <laughs> fan of Outkast. Um, you know, Andre 3000 is probably one of the, the best lyricists of all time. You put him up there with some of the greats as far as wordplay goes and, and storytelling. Um, Big Boy is not to be slouched on himself and Tribe Call Quest. Is, it, it's going to be a good battle. It'll be a, it'll be a good night. Um, truly enjoyed it. You know, watching those, giving me something to do during COVID. The last one I watched was uh, the Pat, Patty LaBelle one. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I didn't watch a lot of them because like, every time I tuned in, they weren't singing. Like, to any of them that I watched. It was just all just stories. Talking. and just like, I thought this was supposed to be a battle. <laughs> yeah. You know, but yeah. I, I, the stories are interesting, but, you know, just sitting there watching them talk on Instagram just really didn't interest me. Right, right. And then, um, you know, here in, in Pittsburgh, we have... Uh, Kennywood Amusement Park, and they made an announcement today that they're retiring four attractions um, for new ones to be put in, for new rides to be put in. And the ones that they're taking out are, you know, fan favorites. First, they took out the Lodge Hammer and replaced that with the Steel Curtain. Now they're getting rid of the paratroopers or the umbrellas, depending yeah. on what you call <laughs> what you it, call. right? The umbrellas. The umbrellas. Um, the bearing curve. Good. The volcano, which used to be the enterprise. Okay. And then the last one is the kangaroo. That's the only one I care about on the list. Yeah, that's terrible there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a Kennywood institution right there. I mean, the, the kangaroo and the paratrooper, the kangaroo, I think, first... First, first year for that was 1964 for the kangaroo, and the paratrooper was 1978. So you're talking decades and generations worth of people on those rides. There's actual petition going around to save them, I to have see, them not taken out of the park. I mean, there's no, there's not a lot of excitement on the kangaroo. I get that, but 
like it's just nostalgia. It, yeah, it's a nostalgia, and maybe like for kids that you mm-hmm. know can't go on a big kids. Ride. Yeah, kids no. love the kangaroo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know like riding that with my kids at Kennywood Park. It it just took me back to whenever I rode it with my dad, and mm-hmm. you know somebody that that lost their dad young. You know, I was nine years old when he passed away, but to be able to share that same thing with my kids that I did with him like yeah. it's and I'm I'm assuming that's a that's the way it is for a lot of people sure. you know with certain rides in 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 the park so um I don't know we'll see we'll see what happens here um moving forward with that but yeah sad day for for the amusement park lovers around here um with Kennywood I haven't been there in a couple of years um I guess you know charging prices like it's six flag but <laughs> That's why I'm no longer sad yeah. about it. <laughs> no, you know um, the uh, the season pass for a little bit. And two years ago, whenever it was the last time I bought, I didn't even go. So yeah. it's like I went eight every time. That's right. it. That's it. Just eat. We went yep. in to eat for lunch and then left. Funnel cake and potato patch fries. That's about That's all it. you need to go for there. But um, yeah, so we'll see what goes in. Um, you know, would they take those rides out and see what they they put in? So. Hopefully it's something good, but again, it's it's a little bit of your your childhood that you just kind of go back and as you're walking around the park and you'll go, I remember the kangaroo was there yeah. and it's like yeah, so um, be a still a shop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that is too, because how the layout where those rides are, like what are they going to put there? Like they put like the paratroopers and the kangaroo are side by side, right? But the enterprise is on. The other end, and the barrier curb is like near the highway. It was like, yeah, it doesn't yeah. make complete sense. Yeah. And those two, the those two are similar to where they're at in the park. Yeah, the volcano and the barrier curb uh-huh. over there by the pirate right ship. By the pirate ship. Um, yeah, as long as Music Express stays, if they were take that, out. <laughs> <laughs> they could take the barrier curb out and put the uh, rotor back in. Yes, yeah, like I would rotor. love the rotor again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're bringing the old mill. They're bringing the old. <laughs> they're bringing the old mill back. Yeah, that should yeah. be the old mill back. Yeah, I think that was back, back this season. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. And then uh, just one, a couple other things um, to touch on real quick. I know again, some of you guys that are listening, and not from the Pittsburgh area, you're not going to realize this, but uh, games and that on the south side closed down, went out of business. It's a sad day um, for those folks. Just to quickly let you know, Games and That was a an establishment on the south side of Pittsburgh where um, they had all retro arcade games, and um, you know you could go in, pay for an hour, two hours, whatever, and you just ran around playing games for free, like you were back in arcades back in the day. They even had like PS ones hooked up. Yeah, yeah PS ones, Xbox. You know they they had yeah, duck consoles. They had duck bowling up yeah. top of the, you know, so they, they went out of business. Beer. Bring your own beer. Bring your own beer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a, it's a sad, sad day. And then we did, uh, I did a birthday down there a few, about, probably about five, ten years ago, somewhere mm-hmm. between there, and yeah. it was a great place to go. My son's birthday party was there three years in a row. We did mm-hmm. it there, like they loved the kids, loved it. Yeah. Like, and then um, lastly, one of the things from my childhood that you know I'm super excited about. It was announced this week that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles will get a theatrical release for their 30th anniversary. I mean, I ain't going to it, but... <laughs> I will go to that. You want to go see Turtles in the theater? Oh, I would love to. I ain't, I, I would I ain't go catching to COVID. I would go to that. That's the real Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Making them shredder mask. <laughs> <laughs> 
And they, they, they did, if you if you follow the comics, I I, th- I believe it was this week as well, um, the Ronin. The Ronin, yeah. yeah. No, the, good. the identity of the, the last remaining turtle was, was unveiled, and mm-hmm. it turned out to be what we think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We think it turned out to be Michelangelo. So... Um, if you're not, if you haven't, you know, followed that at all, I would, you know, suggest checking that out. Um, good story, entertaining, very good story, very done very well. So, um, just a couple things there, but other than that, um, I don't have anything else for the intro this week. Anything else you guys want to bring up before we get into the rest of the show? No, all right, we'll catch you guys around the way. All right, AEW Full Gear just went off the air, and we're going to discuss this event bell to bell this week. Jason, I know you're going to have a lot to say on this event, <laughs> watching some of your facial expressions during the pay-per-view tonight, but how did everybody feel overall as an event? What did everybody think? It was all right. It wasn't the best thing they put on, but I could live with it. <laughs> I think for the events that they've done just during COVID, I think it was probably one of the stronger ones. I definitely thought it was better than All Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. From a card standpoint, I mean, it was loaded coming in on paper. I think it lived up to the hype. A couple matches were a little little slow, a little wonky. I felt the addition of the Elite Deletion match kind of took killed the momentum of the pay-per-view yeah. in my eyes. They were rolling, things were moving good. And then you throw that cinematic match in there, and it just, I think for me, it, it kind of took me away from the the feel and the vibe of the pay-per-view. I wonder if I was in the crowd live watching it there, how it would be as a member in the audience. I think that's where All Out definitely benefited, where they kicked off the show with that match. You know, so you didn't have that, you know, miss of starting with a live match and then going into a cinematic and then back to a live crowd. And yeah, that's, I agree. I, I expected the Elite Deletion to be a lot sooner on the card than where it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, you know, on our on our prediction show, we said they would they would go over three hours. We finished it three hours and forty five minutes, so a longer longer show, longer pay per view. Uh, I think with COVID, watching some of WWE pay per views, they've gotten back into that world of like two and a half hours, two hours and forty five minutes, mm. and to sit through a four-hour pay-per-view again was a little long. Yeah. Also, with AEW, you're paying $50 versus, you know, WWE only $10 for it. So they can give you their $10 worth of entertainment, you know, with a small event. But if you're paying 50 bucks, I think they're trying to give you your money's worth. Yeah, but I don't think you need... I don't need. I don't think you need four hours to give me $50, right? I mean, plus pre-show, so you're looking at almost... Five hours of content. It's like it's like a a Wrestle Kingdom pay per view. Like I don't or like WWE pay per view prior to COVID. Like you could give me my money's worth in a three hour pay per view for sure. Yeah. Sometimes it's always more about quality than quantity, and you know, it seems like they're trying to give us a little more quantity for the. I mean, I know like if if you're just looking at card wise, right? Not not in. Not in how the matches played out, but if you're just looking card wise, right, you could, and this is people, I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for this, but if you take the women's match, just, just looking at the card, okay, if you take the women's match off of this card and you take Cassidy and Silver off this card before the card starts, you can get this pay-per-view done in three hours and it's jam-packed and you get your 50 bucks worth. Yeah. 
looking at it match-wise. Now, as the matches played out, you know, Nyla Rose and Sheeta, to me, their match wasn't as good as the first time that they met when Sheeta defeated her for the belt. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was a little slow moving throughout their match. You know, maybe... Things didn't click. It didn't go as, as smoothly as possible, but... It's really a mismatch of styles, too, so... Yeah, but I was, you know, on the flip side of that, you know, Silver and Cassidy had a great match. That was a good match, know. yeah. It, it was a really good that. match, and, you know... Ooh, a compliment! I kind of like Silver. Yeah. I, I like mean, Silver, too. Yeah, so, like, he... he, he established himself tonight and, and definitely stepped up given the, the prime time minutes that he was given on a pay-per-view kind of out of nowhere, so to speak. Was it a little long? Yes. Could some of the matches have been trimmed down? Yes. But we've seen this from AEW. They Their pay-per-view matches go, you know, you're, you're not going to get an eight-minute pay-per-view match from AEW. You're going to get at least 15 minutes regardless of who's in the match. Yeah, there's a lot of guys here that were from the world of WWE, but there's a lot of guys here that are also from the world of New Japan. And, you know, that's some of these quality matches, you know, do go the distance like in New Japan, you know, where WWE might do a quick runoff with them instead. So after watching the card, what would be your match of the night? Going into the prediction show, I believe you picked the tag team match with the Young Bucks and and FTR as your match of the night. I went with Omega and Hangman as my match of the night. Donald, Jason, I don't know if you guys had any inkling coming into the pay-per-view on who you felt would be match of the night, but after watching it, who would you say had the match of the night? I'm going to go with uh, Paige and Omega. I would say Omega and Paige as well. And yeah. that was first on the card. Yeah. That kicked off the show. It did, yeah. yeah. I, I think I'd probably go Omega and Paige as well. Um, I really did enjoy the Young Bucks FTR match more than, I wouldn't say more than I expected to, but I think the storytelling was good in the match, but I think uh, Paige and Hangman definitely connected more. The Young Bucks, that... For 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 the not the knock of not being able to use psychology in matches, I mean they completely shit all over that knock against them in this match. Yeah, no, I agree. That was by far the most psychological match that they've done. Yeah, it just wasn't all super kicks. It was you know no, but it, I mean it was storytelling. It had you know it was a the the finish. Brian Alvarez tweeted out that it was the greatest finish ever. And I tweeted him it back, like, no. pump the brakes, buddy. Like, <laughs> no, no, not at all. It wasn't the greatest finish ever. However, it was it was a very good finish, and it was the guys that don't do the flips, flops, and flies trying to do a flip, flop, and fly, yeah. and it cost them. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely good finish, but best finish ever? <laughs> no. Come to on. Me, it lived up to the build. It definitely it did. Didn't live up to the hype. The okay. the year long, the years long hype that they had going between these two. Not this little build they had on AEW. That was just quick and thrown together. Yeah, lived up to that. I think I was expecting something way more. Did Did you listen to our predictions at all? Full gear at all? I fell asleep. Okay. Um, <laughs> only, I was only asking. Way to shit on the marks. I'm not, on the I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> this guy's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> It's a But you listen to the full Hell in a Cell predictions you recorded yourself. <laughs> uh, no, I was only asking because Steve actually brought up a good point on there where he asked, you know, asked me what I would think if the Young Bucks and FTR did a best of seven series. What I would think of that. And I actually, I don't, I like that idea. The only thing that would be missing from that is the fans. Mm-hmm. And I think the fans would put more into that them. series than, they and that's them. where that's where I think this match, like you said, it didn't live up to the hype. 
I think if you have 20, 25,000 people in an arena somewhere, the match would have, the, the hype surrounding the, the years-long builds on mm-hmm. social media, it would have came across more with a, yeah. with a jam-packed crowd, you know. I'd give it an average score, you know, maybe like three for the match. Out of ten? No, I was just thinking out of five. Oh, um, okay. So out of ten, I'd probably give it a six, seven. Maybe. But I think the crowd could have pumped that up yeah. to an eight or a nine. And, I mean, Matt Jackson is legitimately hurt. So, who knows if that match is different if he's fully healthy. You know, I'm surprised he did as much as he was able to do in the match. You I'm know, really questioning how, how injured he really is now they put the titles on them. No, he's legit. It's a partial meniscus tear and a thinning ACL. Like his, it's gonna have to get operated on at some point. You can only rehab that so much. The ACL, it's yes, it's thinning and it's gonna go when it goes. You can, you can do stuff on a on an MCL tear. You know what I mean? Like Philip Rivers played in the playoffs with an MCL tear. Like you can do stuff. It's just a matter of bracing the knee and stabilizing it. But you could tell he wasn't out there doing his normal moveset. No. And wasn't speed-wise and everything else. It wasn't the typical Matt Jackson that you see in the ring. Really, so. the team together wasn't. I guess without one one being a little bit slower, the other one slowed down as well. But, and I brought up in our predictions too, I think that this is a, this is a feud where these two are going to drop the belts to one another. That's, that's why I said, let's yeah. go, you know, we're, we have this whole moniker around who's the best tag team, and it's been this way, it's been debated between them two for for years now, well then why not turn it into a best of seven, and let's go back and forth. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that, I don't know that they'll do that, but at the same time, like, why not, it'll be something different. Yeah, and I think if you do it right and the, the series is worthy of it. Wasn't we'll there go back to your statement that you think that you know double or nothing they can main event? Wasn't there a WWE best of seven feud or best of five, best of seven with with a belt involved? Wasn't that uh, wasn't Booker, that Booker and Benoit? And Booker and Benoit did it with the belt, right? Yeah, with the US title, I think. Yeah. So I mean, a long, long time ago. Yeah, a long time, long time <laughs> ago. But it it's been done before, so yeah. it's not going to diminish. The belts itself, if you go into that type of feud and you can really, truly do the moniker of who's the best tag team after that best of seven. But I think, you know, this is going to, something's going to happen to where they're going to have to take the belts off him because I, I don't think the knee of Matt Jackson can hold up without getting something done to it surgically. It's with a little over three months until the next pay-per-view. That's a long build. So, and I, I mentioned while we were talking during the event that, you know, last year around the holidays, they didn't have any shows for a couple weeks so that could be a possibility again this year so maybe around the holidays right before they go on a break maybe they try to do another hyped up that episode of dynamite maybe they drop it before the holidays or maybe last year they did an episode on new year's day and then they had the jericho cruise around the same time too so I mean, which is planned again yeah i don't know if they'll i don't know if he'll keep it with covid but it is planned to do another Jericho cruise and so yeah I mean we'll we'll see what happens but I mean jumping back into the into the car don't want to get too sidetracked with with booking further on down the road what else match wise or storyline wise stood out to you guys from watching the pay-per-view tonight the match that shocked me was Darby Allen winning the TNT championship so Cody Triple H Rhodes for all you <laughs> Cody haters out there that said oh he never puts nobody over he's just Carl like Hunter Hogan. he's <laughs> just like Hunter. No, Hunter's not doing that. He's not putting Darby Allen over. No way does Hunter do that. 
But then so you have to make a scene. Yeah. Does there always have to be a Cody moment? Of course. For every single match. <laughs> Cody it's, must it's, pose. Cody must steal the spotlight. Mid card Hogan. It, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting on my nerves, man. I, he I is can't too. Take this yeah. Guy. I'm. Entrance. Cody. Yeah, the entrance is killing me. Like, we don't need gates opening up every single I time agree. on Dynamite. The whole family. Yeah. They stopped doing come, it for a little bit, and then whenever we came, came back, back, they brought yeah, it back. It, it's like, enough is enough. I'm Just okay with it on pay-per-view. Pay-per-view. I, I, I don't need it on Dynamite yeah. every week. I'm okay yeah. with pay-per-view. Listen, Just he's going to go away from the title picture. He's not going to go in the title picture. I hope, it, you know, based off of what happens after the match with Starks and Cage coming out, I'd like to see him and Brian Cage get into a program. They, you know, Cage really hasn't done much since he had the match with Moxley. Um, and then you put Starks and Darby in a feud for the TNT Championship. Yeah. I said that on the prediction show. Wouldn't mind that. Starks is the guy. Now, don't get me wrong. Darby can Darby can be your champion. But, I mean, Starks was the NWA television champion. He is the prime heel for that belt. Yeah. He could go out there on a weekly basis, defend it. You have your 20-minute time limit, and, you, you know, he by somehow at the end comes away with either a win or time limit expires, whatever. Like, he, he's the perfect guy for that. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, that was it was a good match. It really was. I, I, I think a lot of people were shocked by the finish because nobody thought Cody would actually lose to Darby. I like the storytelling afterwards to kick off. A couple different angles where it could possibly go. So yeah, the only thing I don't want to see is uh, I don't want to see Brian Cage go into the TNT picture because him and Ricky kind of had that you know battle of the belt for a minute, mm-hmm. and then Taz stepped in. Technically, he's the FTW champion. You know, you don't need to collect belts right now. Just but you know. you, you could throw him and Will in the in the picture too. Yeah. So you have two feuds. You can go either way with that. Yeah, they really haven't done anything with the world yet. You know, so we're still... Well, they were going to, and then Mox was it, and then Moxley came down with... Yeah. Yeah, Still that question, is he going to turn or not? That's what I'm going to join with that. Is he going to join Team Taz, or is he going to... Yeah, he'll be a good guy. You know, I think eventually he'll join Team Taz. They need to quit with Team Taz. Just like everybody with the Hurt Business. You know, eventually everybody will become Hurt Business. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Hobbs, you know, join Team Taz. You know, there's not much that I know of the guy other than the little bit that I've seen him. I don't like because Taz is the focal point. It just seems it like he's taking the shine off of the two guys. Not so much with, with Starks, because Starks' charisma just jumps off the screen at you. And he can talk to And he's, yeah. he can talk. Cage does fall in the background a lot with Taz. They haven't really given Cage the mic time yet to see if he's even good on the stick. Like mm-hmm. I think Starks could be by himself and not have a problem, but I think Cage is like Lesnar and meets that Paul Heyman mm-hmm. where Taz really... Fits in with that. He could be featured endeavor to me. <laughs> you know how I feel about Cage. <laughs> All right, so we we hit a couple matches here. Um, you know, covering full gear, the breakdown, the pay per view just ended not too long ago. Um, I know you guys are all John Moxley haters. Nobody likes Moxley, and Eddie Kingston caught a lot of flack for his Power Rangers or Spirit Squad theme <laughs> here tonight, but. Um, how did you feel about that? I thought it was. I, I told you it's a, it. It played out exactly how I said it would on the prediction show. They were going to bring everything in the kitchen sink into the match. The only thing that I didn't really like about the match was for it being an I quit match. 
and went 20 minutes without anybody being asked you quit. <laughs> like I'm not twice. I think twice. I'm not saying you got to do it after every move because that that's just get, you know, w, WWE <laughs> goes goes beyond the scope of that with, with yeah. their I quit matches at times. But I agree. At the, at the same time at certain points like you got to you got to have a match. Does he quit? Like that's the whole point of the match. Mm-hmm. So when you're raking the baseball bat across his eyes with barbed wire, like have the ref ask him, "Do you quit?" Like yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even see that. You side suplex him into the tax, like ask him, "Do you?" Quit? I think he did ask him there. Did he? Like yeah. so? I think that was the first time. That was the first. Yeah. That's what I mean. It wasn't even noticeable whenever they did do it because I didn't even pick up on it. I mean, it was brutality. It's been every John Moxley match since he's been in AEW, like since he's had the belt. So, you know, I I guess the storytelling going into this would be with Omega, you know, can you beat me in an actual wrestling match? Yes, you beat me in the hardcore you know, mattress of barbed wire unsanctioned match, but can you actually beat the best bout machine in a pro wrestling match? And the ending with Omega coming out, like it just kind of felt flat. Yeah, it did nothing. Did nothing at all. And they could do just came out there was like, hey, that was it. <laughs> yeah, not a not at all. Um, yeah, I felt the the whole match for me. The whole match fell flat. It was just. It seems like yeah, like you said, this is the same match over and over again with Moxley. Um, I mean, like I don't feel like I've really gotten anything different out of him as champion. Uh, we were all a little surprised that he's twenty and zero in twenty twenty right now, twenty one and zero now. Because I don't really remember him wrestling twenty matches, but I was hoping for more in this match. I really was. You know, for how good I thought that Eddie Kingston was selling the match, I was expecting for a better match. But I got what I normally expect out of these types of matches. All right. Um, so what I mean, think? in the meantime, obviously. Moxley and Omega will be at Revolution. Do they do anything with Moxley between now and then? You know, like we said, over three months is a long time in between pay-per-views, especially when you know who the next challenger is going to be for your belt. What do you do storyline-wise? How do you even carry that that on that long? Well, he's going to fight Omega at Revolution, but since Pac is back in the picture, Mm -hmm. and he's always talking about I have a better record and never got my shots, the perfect time for him to come in and at least get a title shot. No, he's not going to win, but at least appease him from his record before because it happens. They said Omega's the next man. Will be the next man for a title shot. Does not say I need to be. You got it's the wordplay. You got. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing mm-hmm. Matt go in there. Um, who knows when he's going to be back? Mm-hmm. You know, because whether he, who knows where they filmed that video package? It could have been still been in England for that. True. You know? mm-hmm. So whenever he's expected That's back true. into into the country to start doing stuff. Just something to, like, buffer the time in yeah. between, you know. Yeah, I don't see Moxley just sitting around, you know. He can. Up. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> Do like Brock. Take some time off. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I expected to have something, you know, between now and February. But when you book it, that's, that's still up in the air. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we saw MJF join the inner circle tonight by beating Chris Jericho with the Eddie Guerrero finish, um, acting like he got hit with the baseball bat. We saw this done a couple weeks ago on Raw by uh, Ricochet, yeah. so he didn't have to join the Hurt Business. What did you think of Jericho-MJF match? Roll up. <laughs> Winning by roll up. <laughs> it seemed like that's the norm the last two years. Yeah. <laughs> it was like they, it could have been a lot better than a roll-up. It's almost Jericho's time to go right off in the sunset. He still had... He, he, 
obviously, I mean, the name Chris Jericho is going to bring in is going to bring in, you know, people, viewers, everything. Um, it does look like in his matches, he lately it it's like slowing down a lot. And I mean, granted, the man just turned fifty, so. You know, I don't know how many more matches he actually has, but even if he just stays leader of the inner circle, right? Um, There's definitely some spots in there where you yeah. could see, like, he's, yeah, he's he's slowing down. He's he's slowing down. You yeah. know, I liked I liked the match. You know, uh, wasn't a high point on the card for me, but you know, when we talked in our predictions this past week, I think MJF winning this match gives them more storyline possibilities to do than if Jericho would have won. So MJF's now in the inner circle. I'm interested in seeing where they go with this. You know, but I don't think this is long term. You know, I, like I don't sit there and think that next year full gear we're still going to see MJF be part of the inner circle. But maybe a revolution they have the rematch or something. I didn't understand the buddy buddiness afterwards after you just beat the hell out of each other. No, I didn't get that. And you know MJF is going to turn in the inner circle. And then Jericho also said that Warlow is in the inner circle also, yeah. too. So, look like the inner circle is blooming into NWO. We'll just keep adding people to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They might be starting to rival the Dark Order real soon. That's a good point. You know, just you don't need people to be added just for the sake of adding them. Yeah. The one thing I thought of, you know, the whole time after the match was over, you know, you saw Wardlow and Swagger, you know, just stare each other down. I do like that tension. And the, what popped in my mind isn't necessarily a match between the two of them. Is this could be a future tag team right here if they're going to be in the mm, never thought of no that. no matter how long they're going to be together. What are you thinking? You know, you know I, I could see the two of them just being like, okay, you know, if Pride and Powerful can't get the job done, you know, for the tag titles, maybe they step in and do something. But but the bell's going to get tossed around between uh, FTR and Young Bucks. So. Yeah. <laughs> but for if, if for any reason the Young Bucks do need to take some time off, mm-hmm. then you got another tag team to step in temporarily. They have plenty of tag teams to do it. So tags are booked. <laughs> tag teams are booked for the best tag division in, uh, in wrestling. Booked for how long? They'll be a good wild. tag team because they don't have a tag team that's like too big, too, too big, big guys. guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and they've toyed with it a little bit with other people, mm-hmm. but you know this could be something. All right, so from one inner circle match to another inner circle match involving an inner circle member or members. The Elite Deletion match. Um, I, I said earlier, I spoke on about how I felt like this match kind of took away from the flow of the pay-per-view. Overall, for it being a Matt Hardy deletion match, what did you guys think? How would you stack it up against the other deletion matches that we've seen from Impact and WWE? I, I'm not a fan of c- cinema matches. Uh, I've said that before. I've... I don't really care for the deletion matches, like even as a separate entity. But it was what it was. Yeah, <laughs> that, I think that's the best I could say with it. I uh, without shit all over it. <laughs> I like. I still like the first one. The, um, was the final, final deletion? deletion. Yeah. I still like that because it was something different at the time. Yeah. Now it's just rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, and I got. I really wasn't into this one at the, all. What, the part that I enjoyed the most was watching Prime and Powerful and uh, Private Party go off in the <laughs> ring. I, that was my favorite part of the match. That and Hurricane. <laughs> in my Hurricane. I knew you would enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I may never speak highly of Matt Hardy. Uh, second rope assassin. I hate that guy. Hates a strong word. I don't like that guy. <laughs> 
Go back, try. <laughs> <laughs> he just runs around like a toddler wrestling. Just, uh, 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 I don't get it. Or did I see? How he's still wrestling? It was what it was for being uh, a deletion match. I think. I think if you were to stack it up with the other deletion matches, I'd have to go back and watch this one again. But it it may be on the the lower tier if I'm ranking them. Um, I don't know. Something about it just felt off. You know, compared to the other ones, I don't know if it was because of when it was put on the card, like how it was watched. Maybe there wasn't as many over the top shenanigans that you see in a deletion match. Like, you know, you have Rock and Roll Express stuck up on scaffold machines and mountains blowing up with Jeff Hardy's crazy <laughs> symbol in the background. Or do you think because of their match at All Out? You know, going the way it went. They want they tried to go big, but they toned it down at the same time because of that? No, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think you would have seen bigger moves or anything like that or riskier spots. I mean, I think we did see that. I just think in, in terms of the deletion world, it just it didn't seem as... How do I want to say this? It, it didn't seem like it fit that world as much as the other ones fit that world. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I would, I'd go back and watch it again to see if I missed anything or if stuff went over my head while I was watching it. For me, it would go on. Like you didn't get the, you know, with the other deletion matches, you got specific moments that you remember, whether it's, you know, mower of lawns, chair of wheels, or you know what I mean? Um, different people getting tossed in the lake in reincarnation or the Godfather showing up out of nowhere. Like, you kind of got that with, like, Gangrel, but I don't really know what his tie-in is to to them or to Sammy. Like, you know, being part of the bird originally. So he trained both of them? I, that's what he said. It just, it just didn't, it didn't all flow and fit like I thought it would going into it. And we had talked about that, you know, you know, the deletion matches being started in TNA. So you had Matt Hardy and you had Jeremy Borash and whoever else that were part of those matches then. When Matt Hardy went to WWE and did the Broken Universe, Jeremy Borash followed him there. So that continued them doing the, that work together. Now, Matt Hardy did this down in AEW, and he did it by himself without Jeremy Borash. So... Maybe it yeah, was but a combination I mean, they, effort, you know, to really they make pulled, it better. I mean, they pulled off the stadium stampede. Like, that was that was in the form of a deletion-style match. Yeah. And it, you know what I mean? Like, it had the over-the-topness and the moments where, you know, Ortiz and, and Santana have Matt Hardy in the pool and he's popping up as different characters of himself. Yeah. Like, there's there was all those spots that made it seem like it was from the same world. But look how many people were involved in that match. And it was the main event, so it was probably more hands-on deck than what Yeah, but I'm was. saying they, they've pulled it off before. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't know. It was what it was. Like, I'm, I hope these two are done for a long time. I don't need to see another Matt Hardy-Sammy Guevara match in yeah. AEW for a really long time. I'm not worried about Sammy Guevara. Like, he's he's going to be fine. I just don't know where they're going to go with Matt Hardy. Have they really burned out with him already? I don't know. I think... Him coming in when he did at COVID, I think it didn't get the response that they wanted it to because the fans weren't there. Mm. And so much of that is live crowd reactions with the delete, delete. Oh, I, I really do believe that if a crowd would have been there, like that would have been a normal arena show, that probably would have been easily one of the top crowd reactions AEW could have got. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't, I don't know. We'll we'll see what what transpires and where they go from there from from a booking standpoint. 
Jason, where do you want to see Matt Hardy go from here? Home. <laughs> Home. <laughs> or tag with tag with Jeff again. Something that, where he not he's not doing whole matches. Uh, yeah, I don't I see. Think. I don't. I don't know how many more matches you'll see from Matt Hardy. Um, you know, he's on the the downswing um, of his career, so you may get an occasional match here or there uh, from him, but I don't see too many more matches from him. I mean, next year he'll be going into his, what, his third, third decade, fourth decade? Yeah, fourth decade of wrestling. It's a long time. We'll see. But uh, anything else from the pay-per-view standout that you guys want to cover or dive into? Likes, dislikes, what you want to see differently, where you are where you think things may go? I mean, we, we touched on a lot of the main stuff, kind of. The only match we didn't cover was uh, the NWA Women's Championship from the buy-in. Um, that could have flip-flopped for me. That could have been on the card. You put Nia, Nyla Rose, and, but the title was involved, so. Yeah. I like this. I like Thunder Rosa coming out at the end. You mm-hmm. know, I'd like to see where this goes. You know, is this match going to be... To me, that seems like, you know, Thunder Rosa coming out AEW event with the NWA Women's title. Is that we're going to get this in an AEW ring? Will it happen in AEW or will it happen, you know, on Primetime Live or something? I think the, you know, we, we posed the question, would there be any sh- shocks or surprises? And we, we got that with Darby, but also I did not have Darn Callis announcing an AEW <laughs> match on my bingo card in no. 2020. So if you did, kudos to you. But I think it shows the transition in the thinking of wrestling promotions now compared to years past. Yeah where more companies are willing to work with each other. We, we see AEW with NWA. Now, you know, Callus with his ties to Omega and everything else. Don't know where it goes, if if anywhere at all with Impact. But I'm sure Callus being the businessman that he is, isn't going to just come and be on AEW television without getting a receipt and having somebody come back over into Impact for something at some point in time. Yeah, and I mean, they... They did put on there, you know, underneath his name was Impact Wrestling uh, EVP. So sometimes they won't even do that. They'll just do like, you know, Wrestling Legend or something mm-hmm. like that, you know. So I'm interested to see. Because, I mean, he's been what? WWE, ECW, New Japan, now AEW, Impact. He's been around the world a little bit now. Who? Callis? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's been all over the place. Yeah. I, You know, one thing to keep an eye on, and this is not like in-ring related but commentary tonight on the pay-per-view there were a lot of wwe references and names with gangrel and diy and whatnot interested to see if you know there's a uh cease and desist slide <laughs> over and sent over to to the con to the con house there from stanford connecticut in uh, yeah, regards yeah. to names and likeness being spoken on non-wwe television Vince doesn't like to speak of anything outside of, you know, their bubble. You know, so I don't mind whenever other wrestling promotions talk about other wrestling promotions. No, I don't mind it. It's just more of does WWE do what they normally do and slap a lawsuit or say threaten a lawsuit saying, Hey, these are our these are our trademarked names and entities. You can't mention them on your programming. My guess would probably be like Gangrel probably has that name trademarked for himself. Or they probably wouldn't be able to say that. Well, JR references, you know, David Heath trying to get them away from saying Gangrel, but it yeah. was constantly being told Gangrel. Yeah. No, at least it wasn't slight this time. Normally it's always like a jab or something mm. at WWE, which which you get every week on commentary. But yeah. it's just like mentions, so I don't mind it. All right. Yeah. 
Anything else from the pay per view from right now from anybody? Nope. Jason, you you balling anything else up in the uh, look? There's a lot of AEW bottled up in here. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll lease it out another time. <laughs> all right. Well, that was a, the full gear breakdown on Bell to Bell. Let's hop into the rest of the world of wrestling here to cover anything else that we've seen or watched from the week. Not going to touch on Dynamite. We kind of went over that in the prediction show. Um, so no need to go into that. We just gave you AEW fix here with full gear breakdown. So let's stick to some of the other promotions um, around the, the world of wrestling. I guess we can kick off with WWE. Did any of you guys watch Raw or SmackDown this week? Or NXT? Watched all three. Wasn't too much of a highlight from any of them, really. Other than like Roman and Uso just continuing their, their so storyline. Raw, Raw was Raw. Was Raw. Yeah. Um, like, again, the best thing for me on Raw is Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss and The Fiend. Um, like the open with her and Orton and the, you know, the her pulling the strings um, and teasing the the pain versus play aspect that's written on her gloves. Um, the Funhouse segment this week, a lot of uh, go fuck yourselves and, and holy shits um, referenced in the Funhouse this week. They got bleeped out. So, at least it was bleeped. Um, yeah, I don't know if this is going to turn into edgier content from WWE. We saw SmackDown at one point had the TV MA14 rating slapped on it instead of PG. So... Don't know if they're gonna transition back into edgier content, but they don't need to. Like that's my problem with AEW too. The middle fingers and the and the cursing, it's it's not needed, twenty four seven. No, there was a there was way too many way too many people flipping the bird tonight. Yeah, it didn't really do anything or, or add to to the matches at all on the on the pay per view. But back on the Raw, um, Bliss and the Fiend were you know my. Favorite part of Raw. Miz tried to quick cash in, but Drew came back and beat the hell out of Miz and Morrison. And then later on in the mat, in night, defeated him in a handicap match. Go figure there. You saw Strowman get added to the Survivor Series team for Raw. Yeah, I don't... Raw... That doesn't do anything for me. Retribution, again, whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, don't know what they're doing with them. No. Um, this one was... Was that before Raw this week that... Or was that... Maybe even after all this week that we saw the Mustafa Ali, or I'm sorry, Mustafa Ali, as he said that he should be. It was before Raw. It was before Raw. And I I texted you. I I sent it over to you and I said, why would you not put this on air? Yeah. I agree. That that promo was was a gold promo. It's what gives credibility to Retribution. Oh, you want to mock the names and the masks and everything else because my name and me wearing a mask when I started was mocked. And as a leader of Retribution, I'm making these other members of Retribution understand and go through what I went through. Like, it, it's logical storytelling, yeah. right? Something WWE doesn't do a whole lot. And doing it online doesn't connect it for me. Yeah, no. It needs to be, like, something like that needs to be done on the program. Yeah. Especially whenever the that program itself is getting shit on. You need to give the fans something on there. Yeah, so, I mean, Raw is Raw. I, you know, I was tweeting some stuff out about it during the show from the podcast. Um, I wouldn't mind to see the New Day and uh, 
New Day and uh, who is it? Benjamin and Cedric. That would be a good. It would be good. Yeah. It would be a good feud. Um. Yeah. We'll we'll see. Like I said, this is this is Survivor Series shoved down my throat mm-hmm. because it's in two weeks. So I'm over it. I don't even want to watch the pay per view. The best up. of the best. Growing up, it was one of my pay-per-views that I that I absolutely love, and now I, I can care less. Um, I, couldn't even, I couldn't even tell you who's on Team SmackDown. SmackDown right now, there was only, what, well, three people now because Corbin joined the team on Friday night. So you have Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, and Baron Corbin. Okay. And already they're doing the whole... Uso. They're they're doing the whole tension between team members stuff that they do every year. <laughs> you know, you had a match with all the team members from Raw this week, and now you had KO and Jey Uso. So there's tension there. And it's you like another one with the women's too. Right. All side. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just I'm I'm over that. Um, WWE announced this week too that Survivor Series will officially be you know the Undertaker saying farewell. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know now. So what do you hype this up as? The best of the best or the Undertaker's swan song? You know, and I'm glad they're doing it at Survivor Series, you know, being his 30th anniversary, but... Um, no. I think someone no. has an opinion. No. <laughs> no. I think I said it a couple weeks ago, Taker, done. You are over this man. It's time to move on. My gosh. So you, so you know this is going to set up his WrestleMania match. Yeah, enough is enough with Taker. Twice in a lifetime. Man, just bring, that's all WWE do. Just bring out the legends for ratings. That's all what they do. I mean, when they get to go back to Saudi Arabia again, boom, he's back. You get everybody. I mean, that's Saudi Arabia. That's a whole different story itself. But again, enough with Taker. Man, his documentary was good enough for it to end. Yeah. yeah, we don't need this. Which scene. one? Because <laughs> <laughs> now they put out five more. Yeah. Have you watched any of those? I haven't, yeah. So I watched the first one, uh, him and Randy Orton, the Legend Killer episode. It was really good. Was that untold? Was yeah, that, it was yeah. untold. Really, untold. really good. Yeah, really good. I didn't catch this past Sunday's one. I missed that. Tomorrow night's is. Um, all about Paul Bear. Yeah. So I want to watch that one um, to see, given how they were so close and their history goes back even beyond WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Paul Bear managed him whenever Paul Bear was Percy Pringle. So yes. they they go back, way back. Um, they call him Pooh Bear. Yeah, Pooh Bear. <laughs> so, well, SmackDown, um, you know, jumping off a of Raw in the SmackDown I watched SmackDown last night. Good show. Their ratings-wise, they stayed where they have been, and that didn't take a hit, given everything else going on um, with people's attention set and locked into the election. But for me, it lacked the storytelling that other SmackDowns have had lately, which I was really enjoying and which made me interested in watching SmackDown from 8 to 10 on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Good stuff with Roman and Jay, you know, continuing that great, great, Backstage segment with them. You know, you still have the continuation of this Seth, Buddy Murphy, the Mysterios, you know. They need to wrap that up. Now it's like Buddy's back in the fold as Seth's disciple, but he's playing it off as he's doing it to to take out Seth and, you know, kind of like in a Caesar moment, get, you know, type deal. Bailey and Sasha was a really good match. Yeah. Yeah. Really good match. Um, So that was... 
That was done really well. It was nice to see Sasha actually retain the title. It was. Continue on. And you got Carmella up next, so. Carmella looks to be up next. She came out and attacked Sasha afterwards, so. Yeah, we'll see if she's directly next or if they do the Survivor Series match first, and then. Probably gonna do that. But, and we've talked before, you know, that we see some interference happening at Survivor Series in some of these matches, so Carmella could easily interfere. She comes out, hits her with the kick on the ramp, and kind of stands over, so that looks to be where they're going next. I liked how, again, if you're not following or staying up on things online, there was uh, Bianca Belair gave an interview where she won Sasha Banks. I did, I did catch that. So yeah. let me get Hill Bianca and Babyface Sasha. And if you're not going to give me Bailey and Sasha at Mania, give me Bianca and Sasha. I mean, you called Mania. her a couple weeks ago that you think that she's now going to be your pick for the Royal Rumble. You said at Mania. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I like that. Yeah. That could be good. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but again, there's logic. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's logic. Yeah. 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 We'll see. We'll see. So, I mean, that's that's where I that's where I would go with things. You know, let Carmella have her run with Sasha. Um, Bianca can do her thing, you know, with Survivor Series team. Whether she's the sole survivor or looks to be the strongest, um, they can really prop her up in that match, kind of like how they did Keith Lee. Last year's Survivor yeah. Series, mm-hmm. whenever it was Raw versus NXT versus SmackDown, um, give her that shine and then have her carry that momentum from Survivor Series in the Rumble, Rumble and then Rumble to Mania. Yeah. Fast track her. I like the, and she said it herself, and she pinched this. She pitched this to Vince. Her vignettes, she took them from the Mr. Perfect vignettes from yeah. way back in the day. Okay. That's how she pitched it to Vince, and there's continuously hitting those out of the park. Yeah. So just continue to build her up, but make her a heel. I don't know if they will, given Vince Street Profits or Faces, Bianca, married to Montez, so I don't know if they'll want to keep her a face. Yeah, but um, I mean, on Raw, they they were together. So far on SmackDown, they've been separate, yeah. so. Yeah, but that, I mean, yeah, you're not going to give me Bailey and Sasha at Mania in the, the storyline that I wanted to play out then. I'll be perfectly fine if you move on to having to be Bianca versus Sasha. Now, whether or not that happens, who knows? We'll see. Um, but yeah, so SmackDown was good. If you missed it, you could go back and catch the tea leaves. You could go to like K-Chat Seats and, and read the, the SmackDown recap and not really have to, to watch it to get an understanding of the show itself. But All right, we'll see where it goes. So moving on to NXT this week from Wednesday night. Uh, solid show from NXT. It moved quicker, or at least I felt it moved it quicker than what it, than what it normally does. Sometimes NXT, that two-hour block can feel long but it the the pace of the show was really good this week i didn't feel like i was looking at the clock like come on is it 10 o'clock yet best part of the show for me hashtag put the strap on mac (laughs) pat mcafee and the kings of wrestling came in and wrecked shop (laughs) what they're doing in nxt is what retribution should have been doing on the main roster Okay. Yeah, I didn't see this yet. Put the strap on Mac. It came out. The man is a wordsmith on the microphone. They <laughs> let him go <laughs> with a five-minute promo, a six-minute promo. Just trashed the Undisputed Era after he built them up, trashed them, literally by burning the banner of the Undisputed Era in a trash can. 
and telling the boys, stand around and warm your hands up, boys. Warm your hands up. After they were originally going to hang it in the rafters okay. as a true retirement. But he's been great. Any contrast uh, to the wrestling community? <laughs> I tweeted out, Pat McAfee is going to get so much heat oh, from yeah. the internet wrestling community. And they, boy, did they hate him. <laughs> I, I told you, he said his whole point in this run, however long it's going to be, is to just stir up and make the lives of the internet wrestling community <laughs> the worst that it could possibly be. So, I mean, that was done really well. You know, Pete Dunn kicking Killian Dane with the car door <laughs> and McAfee's face and like, oh... A little too aggressive, but we'll talk about it later. I like what you did. Now we got to get out of here. They all hop in the car and drive off. I like how they incorporated him, though. How they went back to the story and figured out how they added him to the group. Yep, yeah. really done really done well. They they let Pete Dunn spoke, said, hey, Roddy, you turned your back on me when you joined Undisputed Era. Now I wanted to teach Kyle O'Reilly a lesson. You can only trust certain people in this business. I trusted yeah. the wrong person. The last time, now you know I'm with people I can trust. Okay. So gives it some reason. Yeah. Gives it gives it reasoning as to why Pete Dunn's in the group. Yeah, I don't know if we're getting war games, but obviously that's where this is leading up to. So maybe they make that a Wednesday night special pay per view because yeah, they don't be. they don't have another takeover scheduled. I don't believe before the end of the year. There was talk maybe one in December, but I haven't heard that being finalized. Um, especially if they do, because they normally do one in January too. You know, next so to Rumble. They need to yeah. war games because those are good. <laughs> yeah. Those are always yeah. good. Um, we saw Dakota Kai beat Ember Moon. My girl mm-hmm. Dakota, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> a little, little bit of a surprising win for somebody that's just coming back from, from injury and being off for as long as Ember Moon has been mm-hmm. off. So Dakota gets a win there. Shotzi Blackheart is literally going to kill herself yeah. in the ring. I get so nervous anytime she comes out. The girl takes the worst bumps ever. She was going a thousand miles a minute, hopped up to do a springboard off the top rope, and just completely bit it. And like it, the landing could have been so much worse. It's horrible. You know, Candice LeRae comes on the screen. You know that. Destroy Shotzi's tank, and that's how Tony Storm picks up the win. The one thing I will say about this week's episode of SmackDown, not the best set of finishes for matches. Besides Dream and Champa, there was a lot of uh, dusty finishes. Okay. A lot of shenanigans going into each one of the finishes. Mm-hmm. Ember and Dakota, you had Raquel hop up on the ring apron. She yeah. gets down. Dakota kicks her off the ropes, and that's how she wins that. You have Candice LeRae pop up, distract Shotzi, Tony Storm gets the the roll up there. Like mm-hmm. just a lot of lot of uh shenanigans. So hopefully they get away from that. Yeah, and it's uh, kinda odd to see that all on the same card in one night. Feels like they're keeping the women's division on even playing field. Yeah, but don't don't fall into a fifty fifty booking mm-hmm. like the main roster does, please. <laughs> Plus they just also came off of Halloween Havoc, so maybe they were they're still trying to figure out some stuff. Yeah. We learned Johnny Gargano does not hate Wills. Yeah. Johnny loves Wills. Johnny loves Wills. Dolph Ziggler Jr. to me. Uh, <laughs> you know, Johnny participation. We'll we'll see we'll see where that goes um, with Gargano and that. But overall, solid show from NXT. We'll see what else happens in the next coming weeks. Io and Rhea. I like Io calling Rhea out. Yeah. Let the champ decide the challenger yeah. and, and saying, I need to overcome this. So 
Give me them two. I'm all. I'm here for for that match. Oh, sure. Absolutely. What do you do with that? You you send Rhea up, or you put the belt on her again? I wouldn't mind seeing her in the Rumble. Who? Rhea. Yeah. In the like in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. So you're ready to call her up? I would. I'd call her up. They got a whole lot of women that can. I'm not ready for Rhea to go up yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think she kind of needs to redeem herself right now uh, since since WrestleMania this year. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing her get one, at least another run with. I, I don't even care which woman's title she gets. You know, mm-hmm. I know it's not really going to be the NXT UK Championship again with everything going on, but I'd love to see her get at least one more NXT run. That's it for me from from main card NXT breakdown. Anybody got any any other thoughts? The land that was WWE this past week. No, no. Couple other interesting things that that caught my eye this week. Davy Boy Smith Jr. challenges Jacob Fatu for the World Heavyweight Title for MLW. That's gonna be an interesting match. Uh, MLW starts back the 18th, I believe. Wednesday the 18th. They keep tweeting out like all the people that are gonna be joining them for the restart, and I really like where they're going with this. MLW is a very good product. If you haven't watched it, they're gonna be like the kickoff to the Wednesday night. Wars are going to be on 7 o'clock. Um, so I'm definitely going to give them a, sh- a shot that night before, you know, NXT or AEW to see how they, they start things out. Fatu's been who he's been. He's been dominant champion with Contra in MLW, and I think Dave Boy Smith's a great contender for him. That's going to be just a hoss fight. Yeah. They're going to beat the shit out of each other. If you haven't what I mean, if you haven't watched MLW at all, I highly suggest watching it. Go on YouTube, yeah. get a recap. Um, you'll easily understand who is who, where they're at on the card. Davy Boy Smith Jr. had a hell of a run, especially towards the end in New Japan. He's been great in MLW. Mm-hmm. He's definitely a, a viable challenger to the championship. So Teddy Hart's Teddy Hart's still in jail. jail. Okay. Yeah, he's he's not gonna get out anytime soon. So Davy Boy and Teddy Hart do their version of the Hart Foundation with Brian Pillman down there. Mm-hmm. So you know. With this, since Teddy Hart's in jail, because Teddy Hart, had, if you don't know him, he has a lot of issues. Um, oh, for real in jail? Yeah, yeah. Oh, for real. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, this, I think this is a good place to bring him back in. And If we were talking WWE, I wouldn't want him in this position, but for MLW, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, so that'll, that'll be good. Uh, Jonathan Gresham won the pure title tournament from ROH, yes. uh, and looks to be that there's a new stable formed in ROH with him, Jay Lethal, and who he defeated in the finals, Tracy Williams, yeah. is the, the foundation, and plan on bringing pure wrestling back to the wrestling world. I really like the promo after the match, done really well. Overall, that tournament was great. Um, I believe they ran a marathon of it today where you could watch it from first round through the end. Oh, well, that's interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I forget what channel it was on, but they ran a marathon of it today. You could watch the whole tournament. So for us, I think it's uh, but it wasn't on. It wasn't on twenty two to point. No, okay. no, it was on a different channel. I forget the name of it. Maybe Comet. The no, it's something with an S. It was something with an S. I can't remember it. Uh, yeah, because yeah, any Sinclair station usually carries them. But yeah, so done really well. Uh, I highly suggest going back and watching that that tournament. I like the idea of the pure wrestling tournament. You know and bring pure wrestling back is that going to get lost though right now you know you know, it's easy to get new japan content in the states now they're also running their new japan america show you got aew running strong wrestling impact kind of 
borders on wrestling and entertainment. Is Ring of Honor gonna get lost here? Not if they keep it. If they keep it how the pure tournament was, no, because it's so different. But they're gonna bring back as they come back. They're gonna get back into more traditional programming and see where it goes. I mean, I don't know what the what the the plans are. We'll we'll see where it goes from from here. But I think I heard that they announced Final Battle too. That's gonna be coming up in December. You know. I believe so, yes. I didn't see a date, but I heard that they were at least building up talking about it this week, so yeah. And funny if you should bring up Lost in the Shuffle. Um ratings wise, not to to backtrack, but ratings wise this week, AEW ousted NXT. Neither one of them placed in the top fifty given everything that was going on. It was all news channels. Did I, I see that, yeah. AEW was only seven seventeen or something like that? But AEW was actually the number two non-news show on television in the eighteen to forty-nine demo on Wednesday. Okay. So. Makes sense. So they they so still demo that's dog. actually higher. <laughs> that's actually higher than what they have been. Yeah. They've been around six or seven, so they jumped up to number two on Wednesday night. Okay. That's there. And then one other thing I wanted to touch on. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but the PWI tweeted out that the. Tag Team 50 list has been assembled and will drop later this month. And the criteria for the inaugural edition of the list includes momentum, wins and losses, chemistry, creativity, activity, and it factor. Like when we discussed our PWI breakdown of the women's list, Mm -hmm. you're putting a criteria on it. Mm -hmm. Let's see where these teams land and, and how they shake out and if they hold true to sticking to this criteria. Because as we said on our previous breakdown, some of the women should have been higher based on criteria compared to having all WWE women in the top five. So we'll see how the list shakes out. Any thoughts on who you think might be tag team of the year? Yeah. Again, I don't know. Are we, are we going from, you know, say... Let's, say, just, let's go calendar year. Well, they're, well, they're going to do... They'll probably do November through October yeah. because they run the women's was October 2019 to September. September. Mm-hmm. Well, it can't be the Young Bucks because oh. they didn't have the year. If you're going on this criteria, they didn't have the can't. year to be <laughs> to be the number one team. Um, can't be Revival. They didn't wrestle. They weren't as active, no. I'm thinking Young Bucks or New Day is number one. One of the two. I'm thinking Street Profit might be number one. Okay. Because they fought more than New Day did. Hangman they, fought last, just, they fought every damn week. Yeah. Hangman and Omega. They were good. They were, they were long-range tag champs. But mm-hmm. if, you're, if we're going by categories, yeah. <laughs> momentum, wins and losses, chemistry. chemistry. And we have chemistry. I, yeah, I, 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 take, <laughs> I take momentum and chemistry out for them. I don't think they had either of those. They had longevity. They'll probably put it on them now. Good. Who was the last year? What they, I was reading it was uh, what Undisputed last year. They didn't have a... This is the first... Tag this is the first division. tag list. Hmm? They didn't have a tag list. PWI. They didn't do a tag. This is the first. This is the very first. Well, who did they mention on um tag team list that they're doing? What was the tag team list they mentioned on uh, AEW? I didn't catch it. Cause it, it was uh they said uh they said Young Bucks were back to back. I was checking something on the uh, on Wikipedia when they said that. They and may have like, been something. Are you talking about how they mentioned them in twenty twenty. 15, 2016, or 2016, 2017, yeah, they were back-to-back. Back. And then Undisputed Era. I don't know if that was Meltzer doing a, a oh, list or whatever, but PWI themselves have have never done a tag team breakdown, like how they always do the, the PWI 
top 500 in women's. This is their first tag team one. Pro wrestling, pro wrestling Illustrated? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what they were on. Maybe there was like a year-end award? Probably. Yeah, this is the first like actual list. Yeah, this is their, their ranking. It's just like they do their, like Steve said, they do their top 500 single wrestler list mm-hmm. and they do. So did the PWR just tweet out a bull face lie about <laughs> this being their inaugural list? <laughs> just want to see what they classified as. Says here are the brand, year to- brand new criteria for the inaugural edition. Yeah, so this is their year. Yeah, so okay. this is this, this is just who they're picking for that, but uh, just for that year. It's not the actual. This is a ranking system. Oh, yeah. they haven't done yet. So yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. It's gonna be hard with COVID to come up with a legitimate tag team. I don't know. You can't. You can't. WWE does not put no emphasis on tag team wrestling. You can't have a WWE tag team be number one overall. It could have been when it was like New Day and the Usos feuding, but that wasn't this past year. I'm saying. I'm saying then. But, but that's two teams. That's not a division. You have two teams just going back and forth on each other. And that makes one of them tag team of the year. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. AEW has too many. Absolutely not. I mean, I wouldn't put it on. I mean, I'd hope the North would be higher on the list, but I don't. I wouldn't see them go as number one. They um, ha- they held the belts for over a year. Yeah, but or it's only exactly. mainstream. But come on now, like how many of those wrestlers are in in the top five hundred? Not all those wrestlers are mainstream. No, I'm I'm not saying they should be on the list. I'm just saying they shouldn't be number one. You know, who but, else are you gonna put number one? Criteria wise, it got to be Street Profits, like he said. No way. It got to be. Absolutely no longest way. Reign, longest reigning Raw Tag Team champs. That don't mean shit. The Raw Tag Team titles haven't meant anything. It's still it. <laughs> you change it's, belts it's, by it's, handing off to each other. I'm not. I'm not putting you on my list. If you go, hey, you're now SmackDown champ. Oh, there. hey, I'm now Raw champ. That do I have it a couple weeks ago? Do I think they, they should be number one? Up. No, but pro- will they? Do they fit the criteria? Yeah. They're going to be on there, but there's no way the Street Profits are number one ranked tag team. Young Absolutely Bucks, Young not. Bucks or New Day. That's, well, that's, that's the Young Bucks is. don't deserve to be number no, one based don't. off of this criteria. <laughs> they don't even deserve to be in the top ten off I'm of this criteria. I'm not they should be. I'm just saying. I see that I can't, being number one. No, I can't wait. I can't wait to get this list. I cannot wait until this breakdown comes out. They're a solo act for a while. We will, we will, we will do a special edition of the Dunmars podcast where we break down this tag team list that the PWI Insider is getting ready to put out. Because yeah, yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of talks about this for sure. Yeah, yeah I didn't put a date yet on it. I heard it's later this could month. Could be this month or this upcoming week, but we'll see when they drop it. Yeah, that's aliens are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely crazy. All right, anything else from uh, World of Wrestling this week? Bell to bell, that you guys want to touch on? No, I think that wraps it up for me. What are you guys? Donald, Jason, good. Good, I'm good. Jason, you sure you're not holding anything else up? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> All right, folks, that was this week's edition of Bell to Bell. Chug, 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 chug. This week's Drink of the Week segment is brought to you by buying rounds for a group of girls and going home with a fake number at the end of the night. <laughs> We've all been there. More than once. I mean, if, than once. if you're going to go home with something, that's probably the best thing to go home with. <laughs> so, 
This week's this week's drink of the week is gonna be Leinenkugel Snowdrift Vanilla Porter. Getting into the winter warmers here, as far as craft beers go, and this I found this last year at Thanksgiving time on a whim. Uh, it, I really like it. It's it's one of my favorites as far as seasonal beers go to. Um, it's six percent alcohol, really full flavor, and that. But as far as a winter lager, winter beer goes. I would definitely put this up with one of the best ones. It's uh, aged on real vanilla, so you can get that as far as the flavor profile goes whenever you try it out. So everybody pick up your glasses and take a sip, and uh, let's get into this review. And I'll see there's some flavor there. That is not the reaction I was expecting from Jason over there. He gave the... He gave the I'm so drunk when I do a shot of water at the end of the night because my friends care about me face. <laughs> That's exactly what he gave there. Thoughts? Yeah, it's just, I like porters. You know, porters usually have some flavor in there and not just any porter. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one, I think you re- once it hits the, the lips, you're tasting that vanilla. It's so cold. Yeah. It hits the lips. It, it's cold. It's delicious. The the vanilla just kind of coats everything, gives that smooth texture whenever I'm drinking it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm tasting right now. Yeah, so um, whenever I went and picked this six-pack up, I did see that Line & Kugels came out with a toasted Bach this year as their limited edition seasonal flavor. So I have to go back and pick that up for a review yeah. on down the line. I can tell we're already going to have one negative opinion oh, on this oh, beer yeah, because yeah, yeah. of uh, the faces given. Um, so it's going to be all negative on beers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, Donald, scale one to five sumos. What do you got for the Line and Kugel's Snow Drip Vanilla Porter? It tastes good. I'm not big into porters. I'm more like a wheat person. It tastes good. I love the vanilla type more ways than one. I was just about to say, I, tell me something I don't know. <laughs> so with this, I'll give it a three out of five. All right, three out of five, mm-hmm. not bad. Uh, bitter beer face Jason over there. Hey, look, I'm giving all beers either ones or twos, but if it gets a job done, I'm going to drink it. So you're more, you're a more of a mixed drink person, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, so... Yeah, this we'll, is 6%, so I mean, this can at least get you I mean, I will drink like, uh, like Blue Moon or... Or Corona. So you're like the light. Or Bud Light Platinum. Platinum. <laughs> 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 oh, that Platinum. That really makes the difference on that Bud Light. That makes the difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, is it that carbonation water that goes in there? That filter water? Yeah, Corona Premium. You're watching the calories. Like, Jesus. I don't know why. It just feels like I'm like, drinking like... He came to us with Bud Light Platinum. <laughs> <laughs> These kind of beers taste like I'm drinking like just like coffee grounds and water. I don't, that's the taste I get out of those kind of beers. No, I can definitely pick up the, the hints of coffee that you're talking about in there. But so you're going with a one, I take it. I'm gonna go with a one, but all right. If, if it gets the job, if you hand it to me, I'm not gonna turn it down. Well, nobody nobody turns down a free beer. Right? Chris, what do you got here for your sumo scale rating? I'm gonna go three point five. Three point five. All right. For myself, I like I said, I really like this. For a while there, I couldn't drink beer because, especially like your regulars, like your Yinglings and that, um, the yeast just messed with me. Like I couldn't just drink beer, and this was the first beer that I had in probably like 
seven, eight months that I drank, enjoyed, and it didn't mess with me as far as, you know, like stomach-wise. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, 3.75 on the sumo scale for me here. Um, like I said, one of the more enjoyable enjoyable winter warmers that I'll drink. Um, this whenever I'm up Thanksgiving dinner, starting at 6 o'clock in the morning with the stuff in the turkey, I'm cracking open one of these and going to just ride them out all day long. You're a better man than me because I go for the hard alcohol whenever the family's coming over. <laughs> you were, you went down to Station Square, was it, was it Station Square, North Shore? Went to that brewery? That wasn't me. No, uh, yeah, it was all of us, right? Where I put the sugar in the beer? Oh, before the oh, before yeah, the AEW show. So you should yeah. know where I stand. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, we listen. Um, <laughs> this jabroni off the street is doing a run in on this drink of the week segment. As true aficionados, beer drinkers that we are, in breaking down and reviewing beers. This, this I know nothing. Asshole knows nothing. I know nothing. And we do not. I'm the Pat McAfee of this section. <laughs> well, that's that's not. Don't listen to that, Pat. If you're listening, that is Jason, and he has nothing to do and is not really affiliated with this podcast, especially this especially off of this week's episode. Hey, way to bury the podcast that you co-host, Jagoff. All right, enough of that. As you can tell, the drinks are flowing and people are feeling good. So we'll ask you to pick up your glasses, your bottles, your cans, your shots. Raise them up as we salute and give our toast during the drink of the week segment. So this is to good ships and wood ships and ships that sail the seas. But the best ships are friendships and friends will always be. Salute. Salute. All right, gentlemen, we're going to do our first Dumb Marks podcast food review. Our first review is going to be Aiello's Pizza in Squirrel Hill. We've all had this before, so it's not going to be anything you know new or surprising to us, but I think it's just been a while since we really all sat down and had an Aiello's Pizza. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see here. And for those of you that listen to the Drink of the Week segment, you know that we rate our beers based on the sumo scale, one to five sumos. And for this food review and any food review we do in the future, we will be rating it on one to five fat kids. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Apropos. It doesn't shuffle. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much you weigh. There's an inner fat kid. There's an inner us. fat kid in everybody. Mm-hmm. So we, any food review that we do, whether it's pizza, hoagies, desserts, whatever the case may be, um, we will be rating it on the scale of one to five fat kids. And I mean, first impressions, I was actually, it's been a while since I've had ILOs, and I'm actually surprised at how thin the crust is today. I mentioned that one since yeah, it was opened I, up. So. I, yeah, I took it out of the box, and I felt like I was getting a thin thin crust pizza. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember it being this thin. Almost New York style. Yeah, a little <laughs> it bit. Is. Yeah. So, yeah, let's, let's dive into it, and let's see what everybody thinks. All right. Just like I remembered it. <laughs> I like New York style. That's my go-to whenever I really want. Whenever I think pizza, that's what I want. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a big fan of Minios as well because I like all the cheese that they usually put on it. the The crust reminds me a bit of Minios, um, but because Minios is also thin, they, just the cheese that you get with them, you know, really gives 
the substance. Sauce tastes a little different than what I remember mm. from the last time I've had it. I don't know if they've changed that or not. You know, we didn't go crazy with toppings. We we kept this strictly to a pepperoni and a and a plain review. We didn't go crazy with getting deluxe or anything like that. But you know, based off of the the amount of grease, like if you were to get you know uh, say like a pepperoni, bacon sausage deluxe you know, type deal, I think it would be pretty hard to pick up and eat. It'd be more of a fork and, fork and knife pizza instead of a, one that you could pick up and actually chew and bite through. Yeah, that's always the way I remember it a little bit, but this is definitely a little bit easier to eat, uh, easier to handle. Not Sauce is a little messy underneath the cheese, but for the most part, you know, I think it's a good pizza. It is. That's yeah. good. I mean, mm-hmm. good chew, good amount of cheese. You know, you don't feel skimped on, on toppings at all. You know, crust is crust is good. Baked to how I normally like my pizzas mm. being baked. Um, it's so. definitely one of my favorites around the city. It is. It's like top of the line. When I'm in the mood for white pizza, Iola's is actually my favorite white pizza mm-hmm. in the city. Um, so if you haven't had, you know, if you haven't had Iola's before, maybe if you like white pizza, I definitely recommend that as well. All right, so go around the go around the table here, and on a scale of one to five, fat kids, Donald, what would you rate Iola's pizza in Scroll Hill? Uh, five. Fat kids out of five. Damn, <laughs> oh, yeah, this yeah. is the best for Donald. It is. It, it, it's my favorite in the city. It's it like really the chunk is. rating. It's giving the perfect <laughs> chunk rating. It is. It's my favorite. Okay. All right. So we started with a fade from Donald. Didn't realize that. Jason, what do you got? I'm going to go with a four. Okay. Four fat kids from Jason. Chris? I think I'm going to go three and a half. You know, I like I like a little more cheese on the pizza. And it really depends on the crust. But you know, I think the crust and the cheese and everything is good. But yeah, I'm going to go three and a half. I see some green on my pizza. I don't bang with that. <laughs> It'd be the spices in the sauce yeah. there is what you're seeing. Yeah. Jason. Some, some crust and all. Some oregano. <laughs> some yeah. Some yeah. Like, you know, uh, give me sauce and pizza sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with three and a half fat kids myself for Aiello's. You know, it's it's not what I remember um, from Aiello's from back in the day. It's been a, It's been a couple years since I've had it, so maybe things changed. Um, I don't know if ownership changed or anything else or if they changed the recipe for their sauce or whatnot. It's definitely thinner than what I was expecting. Yeah. I was used to the, the crust being a little bit thicker. But uh, as far as, you know, pizzas go, it's, it is, you know, one of the better ones in, in and around the city. So I'll go three and a half fat kids. So overall, guys, if you're looking for a night out with the boys and you're just hanging or whatever the case may be, Aiello's is definitely one that you guys could – Call up and order and get a hold of. Solid pie. Positive reviews here from everybody. Yeah. And in the future, if you guys want us to do any any challenges from anywhere, feel free to shoot us over. It doesn't matter what it is. We'll we'll try and just about anything food-wise, um, given the tons of fun that are surrounding the table here. <laughs> so with that, uh, that was our first food challenge from yeah. the Dumb Marks Podcast. Let us know what you think and uh, enjoy your next slice. All right, this week in sports, folks, we hop back into it. Uh, obviously, we're at that time of year where it's predominantly football heavy, not too much else going on um, outside in the world of sports. One thing that did come down today, I guess the NBA decided and voted on that they're going to start the 2020 2021 season on December 22nd. So it will be the shortest turnaround, 71 days from when any professional sports league finished their championship to the start of the season. 
So 71 days, um, which if you're, you know, the Lakers and, and um, the Heat, that's a super quick turnaround. Especially for somebody, you know, like LeBron, who's older, you know, going into his, what, 18th season in the league. Mm-hmm. That's a big turnaround, quick turnaround. So we'll see if there's any fallout from that. I was surprised how quick, because I know a few weeks ago, the Players Association was saying that they weren't interested in starting back that quick. So, I don't know. Yeah, big money talked on this? or I think that's what it was. Everybody wanted to get paid. So. Well, can, television-wise, the NBA, it was going to be a shortened season regardless because of COVID and how things happened. But television-wise, they, they, they could not do less than 72 games. Yeah. And because the revenue hit was what it was, you know, they had to do 72 games. The only way to do that was by starting on the 22nd of December. So they're going to push through and they're going to go at it and try to get a season done. Um, they, I, I heard, I saw the headline about this coming out, but I didn't read any details into it. Did they say anything if they're going to do the bubble again? or No, no bubble. Um, it, I guess it'll be open to... to Individual arenas, whether or not they let fans in, what capacity issues they go, I, you know, they, I don't believe they've hammered out like a COVID protocol. Um, we've seen how that's gone with the NFL again this week. Thursday night's game was greatly impacted mm. with COVID, with the Niners having to shut down their facility. One player had a false positive but missed the game. They listed three others, uh, it, you know. So I don't know what the NBA is going to do or how they're going to do it as far as the COVID protocol goes, but it's just something that they're going to have to do. If they want to get the money, they're going to have to play the 72 games. So yeah. um, that is what it is there. There's no, nothing they can do about it. We see the NFL stance change. In the beginning, they were moving games around, changing bye weeks, and then after that, they just said, nope, we're not doing it no more. Mm-hmm. Positive test, close contact. Shut them down, send them home, close the facility, and then we're playing games as they're scheduled. So, I think that's why they made the practice squads bigger, so it's next man up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, no matter what it is. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see what comes with that with the NBA. Obviously, uh, big college football week. Pac-12 got started today with their season. They joined the, the rest of college football. They were the last remaining conference to get started. There was uh, USC and Arizona State kicked off at noon Eastern time, which is 9 o'clock out west. <laughs> so good luck to, you know, that's something to be said, to wake yeah. up and play a football game for 9 o'clock in the morning. Um, don't know how they did it. The big game, obviously, today is is going to kick off in about an hour from when we're, part, we're recording this is Clemson and Notre Dame. Uh, any predictions for that game? Number one versus number four, Trevor Lawrence is out still with COVID, but the true freshman came in last week. DJ, I'm not going to try pronouncing his last name because with that name, you need to buy a consonant and not a vowel. <laughs> um, but looked solid. like he, he looked like he could slide in and they were going to have that next quarterback. Like They went from Watson to Lawrence, and now it looks like they're going to go to DJ and not skip a beat. So... It's in South Bend. I still have Clemson winning. They're a tough team and all that. But anytime a top team comes in another day, fishy stuff type tend to happen. 
like with Pitt back in the seventies when the, they let the field grow, so Tony Dorsett couldn't run, okay. and he ended up still running two hundred yards on them. <laughs> so Notre Dame's won twenty two straight at home. Um, Lee Corso on College Game Day, God bless him. He's he's you know an American institution at this point. Yeah. He's he's you know almost uh, he's in his eighties, um, and he gets by with what he gets by with, but. He, in the headgear um, challenge at the end of the show, he selected Notre Dame to win. And he's undefeated so far this year with picking headgear. So we'll see if that trend holds up um, with that. A couple other um, games of notes, Florida versus Georgia. Florida is absolutely stomping Georgia right now. Um, that doesn't bode well for me. I hate the Gators. Uh, Pitt and Florida State are playing, but, you know, as a fan of both teams, both teams have four losses. It's just a brutal year for both of those teams. Um, so, yeah, that's college slate. There's not too many other big-time big, big time games um, besides the Clemson-Notre Dame and Florida-Georgia. So, we'll see what, what falls out there. Um, Michigan lost. <laughs> Michigan lost. Is Harbaugh out? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I think it, I think this might be the breaking point right I here. I mean, one and two, like <laughs> you, you you lose to Michigan State, you lose to Indiana. Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, like, and they're not even close games either. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the year, if he beats Ohio State, he beats Ohio State, and he saves his job. Yeah. But I, I mean, <laughs> honestly, depending on what their record is, and if he loses. Again to Ohio State, be mm-hmm. 0-6 or 0-7 since he's taken over the program, which he was brought in to do. He was brought in to beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's going to be a wild one. Um, NFL note, notes and news, um, you know, big games this week. Again, getting in the thick of things, turning the, the corner from the midway point, starting to come down the home stretch. Sunday night, you got New Orleans and Tampa Bay with the debut of Antonio Brown. Regardless of how you feel about him, off the field, on the field, he's one of the best receivers to play the game. So we'll see how he looks in that offense and what they do. Um, I don't know if you can expect that one to be a shootout or not. Michael Thomas is supposed to be back for the Saints. First game since week one and... Drew Brees was questionable with some shoulder issues, but he got cleared to play, so we'll see if, if he can hold on. No matter what Monday, no matter how A.B. does, they're going to be talking about it. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, Steelers are looking to, to go 8-0 for the first time in team history, coming off the big win against the Dirty Birds last weekend. Um, the Cowboys are going to be on their fourth string quarterback for the game. Cooper Rush or some Glenn Gilbert, not Glenn, Gilbert, yeah, not Glenn Gilbert, not, yeah, yeah, not the Disco <laughs> Garrett, Garrett, Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert. <laughs> he um, this morning and read the link like Griff cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and not only that, but uh, Ezekiel Elliott now nah, with a hamstring might not play. So, um, you know, if the Steelers lose to the Cowboys tomorrow, it's going to be just a uh, It'll be the worst loss for for Tomlin under his tenure, and he's had some bad ones, but this one will just unquestionably be the the worst loss. Um, 
with that. Just not to the Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> just not to the Cowboys. Yeah. My timeline. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's no, not, not at all. Good. Not at all. Your timeline so. should at least resume back to normal tomorrow with, with football <laughs> talks. <so. laughs> right, right. So, um, yeah. So those are you know any other games from this week's schedule pique your interest besides. You know, the Sunday night game, I, I really didn't go through the schedule this much to see how things shape up. But um, I know fantasy football-wise, I'm, I'm getting screwed this week already. So that's not good before before Sunday, trying to make the playoffs for fantasy football. Well, another good game is uh, Seattle and Buffalo. You know, two top teams in both of the conferences. So that'll be a nice little shootout to see. Yeah, yeah we'll see if Russell Wilson can keep going. And DK Metcalf. Man, you want to talk about how many teams missed on him yeah, in the yeah. draft? Like, and I get it. He was at Old Miss, and they only asked him to pretty much run fly patterns and, and nine routes. And on the other side, he had A.J. Brown. You want to, want to talk about that? Mm-hmm. They had A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf in the same squad. That's like, you know, LSU back in the day with Beckham and Landry. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd think they would have just dominated with those two on a perimeter and yep, did nothing. But man, he's you know, he's he's starting to put himself into that uh Megatron, Calvin Johnson, Randy Moss mold where he's just flat out uncoverable one on one. Yeah, I definitely was a non believer of him at all. I really wasn't. <laughs> I wanted the Steelers to take him. I did. I wanted the Steelers to take him, especially as he was falling in the draft. I'm like, dude, you gotta grab him. Like, why are you not taking him? Turn around, they you know, they got Chase Claypool this year, who's the same same ilk, same around the same size, not as thick as DK, but I mean height wise, speed wise, and that he's he's very similar to him. Um, but yeah, he that guy is just unbelievable what he does. Um, so yeah, that'll, that'll be a good game to watch. But all right, that's all we got for this week in sports. Uh, let's go Steelers eight zero and. We'll check back in next week to see what else we got to dive into. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in to episode 10 of the Dumb Marks podcast. You know where you found us, but make sure you tell a friend and have them tune in to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, basically wherever podcasts are available. You can also find us on social media, at Dumb Marks Pod. That's at Dumb Marks P-O-D. So please tell a friend, you know, and always continue the conversation with us on social media, you know, whatever you like, didn't like, or what you want us to to talk about next week. Don and Jason, thanks for joining us again for your third episode. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. I think, uh, yeah, like Steve mentioned the intro, I think it's just going to be every week now. (laughs) (laughs) And don't forget to to email the podcast as well at dumbmarkspod at gmail.com. It's dumbmarkspod at gmail.com. Anything that you guys want to bring up in the outro here before we close the show? I'm good. I did uh, two, two things that I wanted to bring up um, that you know we didn't touch on in Bell to Bell. One is came out this week that the producers of the Last Dance documentary, they did the the Bulls ten part series, is working on a documentary for Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's gonna be so good. Any thoughts on that? I want to rock one. That's my thoughts. <laughs> well, The Rock is going to do his own with seven dollar productions. You know. He's still making things happen right now. Yeah. I mean, he ain't over yet. That's going to be good. Yeah, be I'm good, definitely yeah. interested in his ECW stuff again. Yeah, I, 
the best part that I think with this is that just like the last dance everybody was talking about, I think everybody's gonna be talking about this yeah, documentary. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we've covered this. I don't think we covered it last week or not. But uh, where it came out that uh, I guess Bill Simmons was gonna do a Vince McMahon documentary. I saw that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, another documentary. That one I'll be interested to see how that goes. Yeah. Um, you know. I know with the Vince McMahon one, WWE will be more involved. I'm, I'm hoping with the Stone Cold one, they're not as hands-on mm-hmm. as they are with documentaries because I think you'll, you'll get a better, a more authentic feel to the Stone Cold documentary if the you know the producers from from The Last Dance are able to just go out and do their thing like they did with Jordan. So. Yeah, I think I saw that WWE Studios is going to be involved with the Vince McMahon one. But no surprise. Um, but I haven't heard the same for Stone Cold. So. And then um, another thing I know we, we put out a couple weeks ago, we put out a separate episode talking about the uh, WWE's ban on Twitch and third parties such as Cameo and, and that, um, which was a big to-do. And Senator Andrew Yang got involved mm-hmm. and he's going to be involved moving forward, it seems like. But uh report came out this week that... NXT superstars are exempt from that. It really surprised me. I saw that too. Um, Which I don't make sense. I don't understand because it's not NXT is not a separate company from WWE. So. The only thing different with NXT is that they do get paid a lot less, and I don't know if that because they're they consider theirs a development contract and not a full talent contract. Maybe that's the takeaway. Um, but I mean, like you look at somebody like Adam Cole, you know, I mean, he's getting paid like a regular superstar. He's not on your traditional developmental deal. Could be, yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like his deal is, so. and he's a he's a big gamer. You see him on up, up, down, down, mm-hmm. and and that, and you know, I don't know if he has his own Twitch channel or not. A um, couple other things, just in in the podcast space, uh, if you guys want to take a listen to something else besides the dumb marks. Um, Go back and listen to Mustafa Ali on Corey Graves' podcast. That was a good interview. It was short, about 30 minutes. Ali came out afterwards and said that it was highly edited. So I don't know if he's playing up the character for Retribution or, in fact, it really was highly edited because Graves is normally longer than 28, 30 minutes. Mm. Um, so that that was a good listen um, for what they talked about. Mero on Jericho's podcast was good. Um, and also Santana on Ortiz, that was a couple weeks ago, on Jericho's podcast was also good. So just a couple couple quick hits in the podcast world from stuff that I listened to this week um, for you guys to check out. We are not listening to us on the podcast here. And if nobody got anything else, I'll... I'll just say one. I finished... Uh... JR's book this week, his second one, Under the Black Hat. How was that? It was really good. Um, I was actually holding off on reading it because it came out back in April. Um, but I was holding off on reading it just because I wanted to take the time, read it, and listen to the Audible that I bought with it as well. Um, but I finally was just like, you know, I put this off way too much. Like, I should have had this done by now. And I'm not a big reader. I usually takes me like a month to read a book. But I think I Did you read the first one? I did, yeah. I didn't. I, I got to get both of those. I you know those. So it's a continuation. So right, that's his, what he said. Yeah, his first book covers from you know his early life up to him coming back at WrestleMania 15, and then this book covers WrestleMania 15 up to him joining AEW. Okay. So um, it's All a good right. story. You know, there's going to be a lot more 
know, he's gonna, I'm sure he's going to have another book at some point, you know, cover his AEW career and anything else after that. But highly recommend if you're interested, whether you listen to it on Audible and hear him tell the story or read the book. All right, folks. Well, there goes your first book review from the Dumb March Pod. <laughs> who would have thought? Uh, who would have thought that, right? <laughs> so, all right. Well, if nobody got anything else, then I'll leave us with a quote from Bruce Lee, who once said, instead of buying your children all the things you never had, you should teach them all the things you were never taught. Material wears out, but knowledge stays. And with that, you can catch us around the way. 